You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Let's get started. Ever since I had the idea, the initial idea for this episode, and I say the initial idea, it's really a theme in everything, always, with pretty much everything I've ever said. But ever since I had this specific idea to do this episode last night, I've had so much confirmation today, and I'm going to share a lot of that with you. But it was all sparked, if you know about me and my business story, if you don't, I highly encourage you catch up from episode one. You don't have to listen to all the episodes, but I do share my business background and story in episode one of this podcast. And I started off by helping entrepreneurs with communicating in writing. So my background's in communication, but the main first thing I noticed was, oh dear, people really need help showing up online as they do offline. It's just not a skill. A lot of people have practiced for whatever reason, right? It's like, corporate speak, or you had a bad English teacher who told you you were a terrible writer or your voice didn't matter or something like that. And so people have been conditioned and there's so many layers that there's like speed bumps, you know, from their brain to their fingertips and it just doesn't translate. So I help people overcome that through my courses and my workshops and all that goodness. One of my most valuable tips I can offer to you, whether we're talking about writing, speaking, video, any way that you're really connecting and trying to build genuine connection with the person on the other side of the screen, or in this case, on the other side of the earbuds, my best tip is to write to one, speak to one person. I may have actually said this on the podcast before, but just in case you haven't listened to every word I've ever said, the gist is once upon a time when I was a park ranger and we would take first aid training, they would say, you know, if there's an emergency and there's a crowd gathering around, you don't just say, someone call 911. You say, you, like talk to one specific person, you call 911. Because if you don't identify one specific person, everyone's just going to assume, oh, they're not actually talking to me. I don't need to do anything. They've got this under control. But it's like, you call 911, then this person feels like, okay, it's on me. She's talking to me right now. And it's the same with your copy or your podcast or your videos. It's a little bit different if it's social media Because on social media, you see the crowd, you see the rest of the crowd, you know what I mean? But if you're there listening to this podcast and I'm like, hey, everybody, I can't even help but say it in a radio voice, you know what I mean? Like, hey, guys, I'm so glad you're joining me for the podcast today. Like, I can't even say it in my own actual real voice because to me, it just feels so, well, I guess like a radio show, right? I don't know. There's something more intimate about podcasts. But do you see what I'm saying? Or if you're reading an email chances are you don't have a whole bunch of people standing over your shoulder reading the email. So it's the same for your person. When your person's opening that email, she's by herself. Maybe she has like a small human wrapped around her leg or something, but she's for the most part by herself. So I like to say, speak or write to her like she's the only one in the room because she probably is. And so that's one of my rules. That's just like bonus tip. Please do that when you're communicating. Again, you don't have to do it on social media because it's obvious that you're speaking to everyone on Facebook or in the group or whatever. We can see the other people. We don't feel like, oh man, I'm just one of the crowd. But when you're doing a podcast or a video 
or an email or a page where someone's actually probably consuming that and feeling like they're the only person in the room, then keep that in mind. Okay. So that's the backstory of the right to one. But last night I went on a binge of blog posts. So over at NikkiEllegeBrown.com, I haven't been blogging much because I've been doing the show notes over at NaptimeEmpires.com. Those have been my, or these, have actually been my blog posts, air quotes that you can't see, for the year. And so I thought I was looking a little lonely over there at NikkiEllegeBrown.com, and I decided to go back through and find some of the most meaningful emails and most symbolic representative of my 2017 journey and make them into blog posts. And I did the same thing on Facebook. One of the posts that I found, it's called Sanctuary, a love note to my Pearl Harbor paradise. And I made myself cry again, just reading it last night. Like I actually got teary just reading it, sending it to my friend Susan this morning. Cause I was like, I'm so glad I wrote this post. Because basically, I'll link to it in the show notes at naptimeempires.com slash 034. But basically, it's just a short post, but it's this picture that I took when we were at Aloha Aina Park, which is over on the Hickam side of Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam on Oahu in Hawaii, where we lived for basically the last decade. And we have so many memories tied into that place. Weddings, receptions, picnics, walks, prayer time family time, alone time, thinking time, just it's such a special place to me. It's been my sanctuary for all of this time. And so knowing that we were going to be moving back to Texas and that this place wouldn't just be a short walk away, I felt really inspired that day to just write a post and document it, take a picture and just write this love note to Pearl Harbor and to this particular stretch of land. I'm so glad I did that. And so last night when I was having a shower epiphany and just letting it all sink in, there were lots of other posts. Again, it's very clear to me which ones I wrote in a very inspired place because those I like it took me right back. There's another one called Banana Abundance, Delight in the Process, which I have a podcast episode and I'll link that in the show notes as well about these amazingly beautiful and fruitful, literally fruitful banana trees that we planted in our backyard and just being in awe of that process. So I wanted to put that on the blog because it was symbolic and once upon a time, Back in 2011 or 12, after my oldest Bryson was born, I started a blog just for fun, for documenting stories just for us. I mean, I shared it with friends and family, and it's public. I'll link to that too. But it was for us. It was documenting stories so that we could look back and laugh at and learn from our life as it currently or was, stories from a screensaver. I'm so glad I wrote those. I'm so glad that I do have them to look back and laugh at and learn from and to cry at, you know? And so doing that last night really just brought me back to those days when I was just writing for us. I was writing for me. I was writing to document what mattered to me at the moment. And I realized that when I started my business, it was just... I felt like I had to write and and I could only write if it was going to be something super actionable and helpful. I've talked about this a lot. It's not a secret. I talk about it actually all the freaking time, but I felt like, you know, it has to be five steps because I was learning about online business, you know, and I was reading all these different blogs and it's like, here's how to do a helpful blog post. Here's how to do this kind of viral, whatever it is. And it's like, the truth is I never had to do that. I've actually been sharing personal stuff the whole time. And that's what has sparked people to grab onto me and know that I'm one of their people, you know? 
And so I don't, I don't know why it's like it was an aha moment, but I also just had to remember it for myself. And I really wanted to pass it along to you today too, in case you're feeling like you have to save the world (laughs) with your content, you know, as we call it content, even that just like sucks the fun out of it. And so I haven't done it. Like last night when I was doing the blog post, I was like, I'm not even going to create images for these because that's honestly where I would usually get stuck. I'd be like, Uh, I have to do a blog post and I have to do the image and I don't want to create the image or outsource the image because I'm doing this at the last minute and nobody wants to do it, you know, at the last minute with me. So I either wait or I do it myself and la la la. Of course, there are systems and processes. We know all of these things, but the truth is I just want to be able to write. I just want to be able to share what I want to share and just giving myself that freedom last night to post all of these blog posts without caring if the format was consistent And if they had an image or not, if they had a call to action or not, it was liberating. It just got me back to my roots when I actually just enjoyed writing just for the fun of it and just for documenting it. So I wanted to encourage you today, whether it has anything to do with your business or not. And honestly, I think people underestimate the value in sharing stuff. I'm not saying share your whole personal life and, you know, spill all the beans or else people won't get to know, like, or trust you. I'm not saying that at all, but there are just things that are unique about you to your perspective, what you're noticing, what's exciting to you, what's breaking your heart, what's interesting to you, what's funny to you. And when you share those things online, you will build connection because that's how people get to know you. And it's also just fun for you to look back on. It's your story preservation in that sense. So as I was thinking about this today, it was just perfect timing. My friend Susan and I are like always in sync (laughs) and she had written, well, I'll link to her video and I hope that she wrote the email that she sent. I hope it's a blog post somewhere too, but I'll post a link to her video where she's talking about like you or you're already being selfish. So you might as well enjoy it basically because it's like when you're being all selfless and trying to do for everyone else just so that they won't have a certain opinion of you, like that's inherently selfish, right? Because you're just trying to manipulate other people to feel a certain way about you. Whereas if you would act, so basically she says, if you're being selfish, you might as well enjoy it. And so she talks about like doing what actually, you know, lights you up and sparks you up. And I talk about that all the time on this podcast. There's a schooling episodes we can link to the filling your cup, serving from the overflow, red lips and dance parties, all of those. But the point is like, If you take care of yourself, you will actually be able to be more selfless because you'll be filled up. Hashtag abundance. You're going to be more truly generous than if you're trying to just control what other people think of you and not be judged as wrong or selfish. I hope that makes sense. Suze explains it really well. So click the link in the show notes to check out more of her videos and content on that. Anyway, so that was one of the pieces of confirmation today that this is a message to share right now. And then also I was remembering these quotes from Liz Gilbert's book, Big Magic. I will link to that as well if you haven't read it. A couple of things. Okay, so I'm going to read you an excerpt. This is on page 98 of Big Magic called Motives. Oh, and here's another thing. You are not required to save the world with your creativity. Your art not only doesn't have to be original, in other words, it also doesn't have to be important. For example, whenever anybody tells me they want to write a book in order to help other people, I always think, oh, please don't. Please don't try to help me. I mean, it's very kind of you to want to help people, but please don't make it your sole creative motive because we will feel the weight of your heavy intention and it will pull a strain upon our souls. 
It reminds me of this wonderful adage from the British columnist Catherine Whitehorn. You can recognize the people who live for others by the haunted looks on the faces of the others. I would so much rather that you wrote a book in order to entertain yourself than to help me. Yeah. And then she goes on to talk about Eat, Pray, Love. I once wrote a book in order to save myself. I wrote that book for my own purposes, and maybe that's why it felt genuine and ultimately even helpful to many readers. It's really powerful to think about that. Because truly, I call it performing monkey syndrome, where you get sucked in and you feel, especially in the online business world, it's like it has to be done this way for it to be valuable, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, if you're only doing it for other people, then what's real? What is ever real? What is your true expression that literally you and your unique human ingredients at this moment in time in history, that's what needs to be expressed from you. Those gifts, those talents, those interests, those pet peeves, like that's you do it or nobody will ever do it basically. So if you feel like you have to do things in a certain way because this is going to make people happy, then it's a losing battle. You're going to be bored or burnt out real quick. And so it's important to give yourself permission to do it for you to a degree. It's not to say like if you're a chiropractor, for example, that your blog posts all need to be for you, <laughs> like stories, it is good to be helpful. I'm, I mean, it's great. Like valuable information is valuable information. But if it's fun for you to create it, I guess that's the thing. Like allow yourself to be creative. Or like I was saying earlier, but never finishing, even if it's not for your business, even if it's just for fun, part of me wants to go back to not necessarily stories from a screensaver, but on my blog now that I've liberated myself from having to create blog images for everything, I just want to write anything, personal stuff, stories, whatever I want to document. And even if it's not public, I can create, I'll share a link to a, one of the blog posts actually, which is about using a private Facebook group just for you. You have to add one member to make it a group, but then you can instantly delete that member. So your husband or your sister or whatever, just add them and then delete them. And then that way you can use Facebook kind of as a personal diary. Yes, I understand Facebook could just shut down one day. I highly doubt that'll happen. But if you're comfortable using Facebook, that's one option where you can keep track of things. You can document things. You can write things and fill your creative and expressive cup. That's the point of what I'm saying. Without fail, when I do that, it's exactly what someone else is thinking or wanting or needing to hear. But if I'm only doing it for that, then I do feel like a performing monkey and I'm tap dancing over here with jazz hands and sequins and I'm just going to burn myself the F out if I keep doing that. And again, I, I just haven't been doing it. <laughs> I've just been hiding out. When I looked back and I was going back through my inbox to find emails that I've sent, I'm like, oh my gosh, Nikki, you have seriously been hibernating except for the podcast. But even then I haven't been emailing the podcast. So as much as I give myself a hard time sometimes for my inconsistency and whatnot, I'm like, well, considering what I've actually done, I've been hanging in there. I have been showing up. It's just not been in the traditional, like this is how I used to measure success kind of ways. And so that was a cool reflection all in itself. But the point is today, and we'll kind of wrap up here with another quote from Liz Gilbert from Big Magic. Again, if you haven't read it, I do highly recommend it. It's totally okay if it's not for you. Actually, with Big Magic, that's exactly the book that it was. I started to read it and I was like, meh, I don't get the big deal, you know. But then the next time that I read it, I was doing a social media free weekend 
the first one for, I don't know, years that I had actually gone without Facebook for a whole weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best book ever. And I highlighted it so that I could go back at any time and just get the highlights, literal highlights. So anyway, okay, here's the quote. Your own reasons to create are enough. Merely by pursuing what you love, you may inadvertently end up helping us plenty. Quote, there is no love which does not become help. Taught theologian Paul Tillich. There was an end quote after help, by the way. Do whatever brings you to life then. Follow your own fascinations, obsessions, and compulsions. Trust them. Create whatever causes a revolution in your heart. The rest will take care of itself. So I'm going to trust that for now. I'm going to go with it. Sometimes we do things, you know, it's not like setting up an order form in Infusionsoft is a fascination or an obsession or a compulsion, and it just has to be done, and I get that. So not everything that we do in our businesses is going to just completely light our creative fire. But I just want to make sure that you give yourself permission to have something that does. If you do have that fascination or that obsession or compulsion of whatever it is, and you feel like, I really wish I made more time for X, try making more time for it. Because it's there for a reason, I believe it. So I would love to hear from you. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, there's a link for it in the show notes, of course, and at the end of this episode. But I would love to just talk about it and hear about what you're working on, what's bringing you to creative life right now. What is the project that's stirring up a revolution in your heart? I will read every response in the group. So stop by. And either way, I hope this is helpful to you. Please do give yourself permission to document stuff. I mean, even little funny things. If you have kids, think about the funny things that they say, the sweet things that they do, or the crazy things that they do, and then you document it on Facebook, and now it reminds you three, five years later. I mean, nine years. I have some flashbacks that go back nine years because it was an OG in college when Facebook started. But document it. Sometimes when you're writing to one, the one who most needs to hear it, is you. So do it for you, guilt-free, and you can thank yourself later. Catch you next time. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free, wait, did I say free? I mean priceless, rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire Builders for deeper discussions, behind the scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. NaptimeEmpires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 